Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and we are taking a week off this week. Uh, we've got a lot of awesome stuff to share with you. We've got the Halloween live show coming up, for which tickets are still available on cultpodcastshow.com. Um, we also have a series that we are both uh, excited slash terrified to start. And so that will be um, a lot of fun slash trouble. Uh, this week we wanted to share with you our panel from RTX that we did with Red Web and Black Box Down, which are two podcasts that share a lot of the more specific but super interesting forms of true crime that are out there. Uh, if you like our show, you will definitely love listening to them. But in this panel, we sit down and kind of talk about what it takes to make a true crime show. Uh, our research process and just kind of the mentality that you have to have to talk about some of the world's darkest shit. So we really hope that you enjoy this. Uh, it's a really, really good discussion. I had an absolute blast. We want to thank everyone who tuned in and especially Rooster Teeth for having us. Um, yeah, so I think without any further ado, let's get into the show. Is there a conspiracy yeah. here? <laughs> We're gonna keep saying things like that. I we, right. we can't see anything, but we'll wing yeah, it. Yeah. We'll go for it. This is the black void that we all enter after we die. Hi, <laughs> I'm Armando Torres from Cult Podcast, and with me is Andrea Gazetta, also from Cult Podcast, and of course Paige Wesley, also from Cult Podcast. But we are joined with another two awesome podcasts we have black box downs uh chris sorola and chris damaris or gus sorola and chris damaris like chris <laughs> it, it's okay you can't tell it's, it's all we see is black so it's there hard we to go. tell the we difference between it. us and from red web we have trevor collins and alfredo diaz hello yay welcome there we go yeah, it took a little bit uh, to get us here, but now we're we're here to talk about true crime, true crime podcasting, and what goes into it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, yeah, it's so awkward when you start with the black screen, but we're doing well now. Um, so all of us host different various true crime podcasts. Uh, if you were unable to tell, the three of us host a show about. Cults. It's called Cult Podcast. Each week we cover a different group of fanatics and their insane leaders and a lot of what goes into um, why cults are successful uh, and the, you know, historical and cultural context at the time. Um, Black Box Down, you guys want to talk a little bit about what you do? Yeah, we look into, uh, uh, we, we build ourselves as a true crime podcast in the air. We investigate yes. uh the mystery behind why uh, planes crash or why aviation incidents happen and try to unravel uh, what goes into causing an aviation accident. And uh, neither of us are pilots. <laughs> we have no professional no. experience <laughs> doing anything like that. I'm just, it's weird to say I'm a fan of plane crashes and I love talking about them. <laughs> he just loves, <laughs> and, loves uh, to watch uh, those horrible accidents. Yeah, and, uh, I found Chris who's willing to listen and we talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think you're actually barred from getting a pilot's license after saying that. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the blacklist. Yeah, but... oh, uh, and then again from Red Web we have Trevor Collins and Alfredo Diaz. Yeah. So Red Web is uh kind of like we came up with a bunch of different names, but Red Web is more evocative of obviously the internet, but also the kind of stringing red yarn all over the place that we kind of do mentally when it comes to conspiracies and everything. Uh, when especially conspiracies on the web because there's so many twists and turns uh, you can buy so many different websites on the dark web and everything could be hidden so well and things just get very nefarious and very interesting uh, when it comes to internet mysteries and of course I have to have Alfredo along with me as uh, our local uh, like how would you say how would you say it Fredo when it comes to horror games when it comes to haunter when I it comes just... to the spookiness 
I I get scared easily, and every <laughs> week you give me a new reason to be terrified of the world around us. Well, you know, they say an increased heart rate, yeah. you know, is good for you. Every now and then, you, I give you a little bit of cardio by way of fear. <laughs> oh, so you're you're saying that fear is like a glass of red wine. You should be scared before bed. Smell it. I had let no. It breathe. I had no idea that anxiety and running were equal in the eyes of medicine, but thank you so much. Oh, oh yeah. Many a doctors. I should be way skinnier if that is <laughs> So many scientists agree. There's tons of papers are written about it. That's awesome. So you guys cover a lot of different, uh, like, sort of internet-based conspiracies, uh, true crime things that have happened. Um, do you disprove conspiracies ever, or do you just get into, like, the theory behind them? Yeah, so we're kind of, like, more enthusiasts. There's there's times where we try to get hands-on as, like, almost investigative journalists, but that's definitely not our forte or our background. So we'll, we'll definitely work with Christian, who you saw as the host for today of RTX at Home. And uh, Christian does a lot of the legwork and research developing the outline, then I'll work with him behind the scenes to kind of do some more research, get familiar with the story and and kind of try to dive in there and, and just assess all the different theories going on, all the facts going on. And then Fredo's really good at uh, coming up with uh, his own kind of theories on the fly and, and assessing things that way. Yeah, Trevor likes to get down to the nitty gritty. He'll sign up for stuff and kind of like, you know, dig up things a little bit. Uh, I just like to stay away from all that. Um, <laughs> I don't want my name or anything out there. It's a fake name, actually. Alfredo Diaz isn't even a real name. I'm just a fan oh, of like. Is it an pasta. anagram? Oh, oh no! Uh, don't mix uh, it up. Uh, is he Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing is that you have created your own conspiracy now. That will your fans are going to figure out what your name is. You realize this is a curse you put on yourself. This is this is very true. Well, Looking they can up an find me. Generator. And they can catch me. There you go. <laughs> a podcast That's... about. That's your one of the red theories wings. for your name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rooster Teeth, Blaine Gibson, and I are starting a podcast trying to find find out what your real name is. Uh, first episode. The first episode is called "It's Not Michael." So <laughs> check that one. I off was going to guess Marinara, so you know, Michael's probably a better guess. Well, you know, oh. it might lead you to a site that closes within the next seven days. You have to figure it out before then. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, he's picking up. See, he's starting to know the ins and outs of mystery. So he can yeah. convolute his name even further. Uh, listen, he's picking up the tools of the trade. I got to get in touch with my hacker contacts. Give me a moment, please. I'll yeah. Okay, well, don't do oh, that because yes. I don't have my two, uh, step on the, uh, my verifications. And let me just. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> Hello, Norton. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Anonymous. I need support. <laughs> Mr. Anonymous the first. Um, so what I think is really interesting is that your show basically lives in in the sort of, uh, uh, what would you call it, like the now time. And I don't mean that in like a <laughs> like the, a meditation the, the way. Nowadays. Yeah. Present. I mean more so like you, <laughs> you cover things that exist in the age of the internet as uh, rather than you know, black box down, which, cause I'm sure a lot of plane crashes happen in the early days of planes. Well, <laughs> you gotta hear the are... Wright Brothers episode. It's gonna be amazing. There are actually oh a God. lot of planes that have existed since the nineties. So, it, it, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of crashes. I think you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, my planes God. did exist and yeah. then they crashed. So yeah. Yeah, we, oh. uh, we we try to keep things a little more contemporary. We do some old ones, but uh, we try to keep it a little more, uh, contemporary so it's relevant we don't want to do anything too recent we don't want to do anything too old although we did do an episode about uh an airship <laughs> like a a military airship that uh that crashed off the coast of new jersey uh back in the 20s the 20s or the 30s i forget it's been a it's been a couple oh, months wow. since we did that, that was one. the oldest ep the furthest back we've gone right it was interesting yeah it was interesting because this this airship was like a flying aircraft carrier that the air force was testing out where it was this big airship <laughs> And inside of it, they kept planes. So like the airship would go out and then they would launch planes from under the side of the airship. That's so uh, crazy. Yeah, they, they cause they, they were trying, what the, the thought was that they would hide in clouds so the enemy couldn't see them and they'd be able to launch airplanes out <laughs> while hidden I in think, the clouds. I think with something that massive, you would hear it humming from miles away. You'd be like, what is that? There's, there's yeah. one cloud in the sky. I'm, <laughs> there's, huh. It's buzzing really loudly. <laughs> Wait, there's that planes cloud... dumping out of the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> 
That cloud is brown. (laughs) (laughs) It's also spewing smoke. My favorite thing about like the early, I guess, 19th century or 1900s military was that they had no bounds for military crap. No no. rules. They said, we're going to try everything. Who cares? We're going to put a person on a rocket, shoot them at the moon. Like, (laughs) did they try to put explosive on explosives on bats? Yeah, I could have been yesterday. I would have been convinced. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do like that we're all acting like a, a helicarrier in the sky is crazy, but that was definitely in the first Avengers movie. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then we were they, all like super cool. Yeah, but yeah, we got the ago. Avengers with it, though. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the Avengers are on. I'm like, oh, okay, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> they can fly. They can Cops got us. Bounds, you know? <laughs> well, their problem was they only let people with eye patches be the pilot on those airships. Yeah. <laughs> one way always you have a co-pilot and they both have to be straight and narrow visible in the opposite <laughs> eyes so together I, oh yeah I think, I think i may have missed this or just to be sure did you say they crashed into jersey the the ocean off the coast of uh, new jersey so they crashed onto the jersey shore is what you're <laughs> saying oh, yeah. yes they did that explains <laughs> so much about present day jersey shore <laughs> the pollution yeah. sort of just took over the state and yeah the entire well they coast. just didn't have laws back then and you know those babies grew up and started gelling their hair yeah. and like it's a whole problem now that's actually oil in their hair from There's the a... from the crash mtv <laughs> actually released a document a documentary series that you can watch called the jersey shore it's all about about the, the you know the fallout yeah. and the individuals impacted yeah. is it them trying to wash people on the jersey shore using dial soap <laughs> i heard that the i don't know it is quite is... a situation oh. <laughs> uh, for just 50 cents a day you can gym tan and laundry a baby from jersey of your own um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just your backdrop for the infomercial here. <laughs> so uh, one of the first questions that we have here is, uh, why did why did each of us start our own podcast? Um, I actually didn't start our podcast. In fact, of the the the, the of founding the original members, founders, Paige is the beginner of this podcast. So yeah. Paige, why don't you let us know how it was in the olden times? Uh, well, it was something that our our former co host Marie and I had kind of joked about a lot because we listened to a lot of true crime podcasts, and we always talked about how the episodes that they would do on cults were our favorite, and we wished that there was just a show that did that, um, and when the r kelly story initially broke i texted her and i basically said we have no excuse not to start this podcast now because we have to cover this story and about three weeks later we had bought microphones and recorded really bad sounding episodes but that was (laughs) the start of it and then we brought armando in i think five episodes later to help us out with sound so yeah (laughs) which is an ironic statement with how many sound issues we had just 10 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't gonna bring it up but uh yeah there were a few yeah uh yeah we we came on uh andrea and i to kind of round out the cast but it's it's true crime is just one of those things that's you know um it's really interesting before you have to read it every day and then it gets super interesting uh where it becomes the only thing you want to talk about um to people that may not have the same interests as you yeah <laughs> including religious co-workers yeah <laughs> uh, i've had that situation where i'm like okay mom so here's this it, it was it was it was like this but okay you need the background of how that happened but then there was a twist. <laughs> yeah. she's like uh-huh okay yeah. honey yeah. yeah sure yes i support you honey <laughs> we did we I, do a lot of that on our show yeah. where it's like okay we're gonna cover the latin kings but first we have to go back to the start of the town of chicago <laughs> <laughs> It's also just information that no one really wants necessarily. Like I texted my dad the other day about a story about someone injecting silicone plumber's caulk into body parts. Ooh. And he was like, why? Why do you know this? <laughs> why does anyone need to know this? Yeah. I've seen and other people. Lives in my brain. Well, don't do it. I, I can tell you from personal experience, not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. God, Chris, no. But- I've seen a lot of other videos of people injecting plumber's cock, but it might be a little different than what you're talking about. Yeah, not that kind. My dad already knew about that kind. (laughs) He's like, I'm watching Uh, one right now. Yeah, right off screen. That's why my internet is so laggy. Um, 
Oh yeah, and I guess I would say I started the podcast when Marie, one of our original founders, left to pursue being a, a mother, and yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's a lot of work or something, and she like didn't have time anymore. So yeah, yeah. yeah now I kind of stand in for the audience and make horrible puns, I guess. <laughs> so. What about you, Gus and Chris? Did you guys get into like a joint air crash and then you were like, you yeah. know, people should hear about this. Hold my hand, Chris. <laughs> like, personally, I've been interested in uh, air disasters for a long time, ever since I was a, a little kid. I remember hearing about them on the news like back when I was a little boy and thinking how weird it was. So I've always had a fascination with it. And I would always, you know, on our regular podcast, I would talk about it regularly, but nobody else was as uh, invested in it. So I thought, well, I'm going to make my own podcast then. So it kind of like uh, spun off. Yeah, where uh, I wanted to have a podcast where we, sp where we focused specifically on air disasters, air incidents, and uh, nothing else. And it was actually, it, it took a long time to to get the, the ball rolling. So we did uh, some testing last year, like in, God, like in June of last, in June of 2019, I think. And we didn't really start releasing episodes until April of 2020. <laughs> So it was a long uh, lead time to get things spun up and get things going. Because I think we were really unsure. Like you talked about having a lot of knowledge about something that other people don't want to hear. How many people do you think want to hear about plane crashes? Because I can tell you, it's not that many. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you tell people like, oh, do you want to hear why this plane crashed? Like, most people are nervous flyers. They don't, they don't want to get too involved in it. But I'm glad, yeah. Chris, you're here to uh, yeah. listen and we well, talk about it. I, I, whenever Gus told me about the concept as a person who likes podcasts a lot and listens to a lot of true crime i was like that's a great idea i love that idea that sounds awesome like this yeah. is like such a cool like concept for like a true crime that i hadn't you know heard before and i was like basically i was like well if you if you ever need anything let me know gus let me know and then this uh and then i i guess i bugged him enough and he let me know <laughs> i have a weird question what percentage would you say are like nefarious like someone did hmm. this on purpose like versus versus like an accident so it, it depends how you define that i think if people intentionally try to cr like i'm not going to count uh <clears throat> terrorism right like bombings and stuff like that like if we talk about um like someone intentionally trying to crash a plane not using a bomb it's actually pretty low i can think of a couple of times where it's happened i think where you run into more often is negligence like someone who okay. doesn't do their job correctly or uses a part that's not intended to be used the way that they did, uh, that you definitely run into a lot more frequently. And I think that's where uh, like, the crime aspect can occur. Because you'd be surprised, uh, criminal charges do get presented fairly frequently in, uh, in plane crashes if people uh, acted negligently. And I think that's where like the crime aspect comes in. Like who messed up, who did something they shouldn't have done, and uh, what are the ramif ramifications from that? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then there's the, like the hijacking kind of stuff. Like the, yeah. there's that one, that one of my favorite ones. It's the one with the, the is it the, <laughs> I say favorite, but like it, it's the, is it the FedEx or UPS? Oh yeah, it's, it's a FedEx flight. Yeah. And so it's like, just the, like the, just a pilot and uh, this, what, what do you bring on? Like a sword? He, he brought on a spear a gun harpoon. and a hammer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Wait, what? 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 They, just, they let him? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's really a easy to. Weapon. It's, a, it's a FedEx <laughs> employee who had uh, was riding on a plane, and he is like you talked about. He was trying to crash the plane because he wanted to collect life insurance, but he didn't bring a what? gun. What? Yeah, so he brought a spear gun. He tried to make, and he brought a hammer so he could try to attack the uh, pilots with a hammer because if the plane crashed, it would look like blunt force trauma anyway. So he was trying to cover his tracks, uh, but the pilots fought him off while flying the plane and doing barrel rolls. They didn't even need to do like the barrel a... roll. They just did that for style. They're like, check this yeah. out. Yeah. But, but They're they... like, he brought a harpoon, so we've got to do something special to you. Yeah, yeah they but fucking they... They kicked his ass, and then they were like, hey, you ever seen Star Fox? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this not the remake of Top Gun? I yeah. don't understand. So you said they, 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 it, was, it was a UPL, like a delivery, a like a freighter airplane, right? Yeah, FedEx, yeah. yeah. Did he? Because I I realized you can sneak anything onto a FedEx plane if you ship it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, you ship yourself, and then you're on there. Oh you know what God. he should have done? Just got in a box and just filled it with snakes. I don't think anyone's tried <laughs> yeah. to do that before. No. But. no, that's a truly unique thing. I just like you guys have you you have created the only podcast that I am not allowed to listen to in an airport. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> so there he is. For themselves uh, listening to the podcast on planes. Jeez, uh, yeah. oh, brave souls.
Brave Armando, souls. what are you doing? Research. <laughs> no. uh, so, <laughs> Trevor and Alfredo, what, what made you guys get uh, interested in starting your podcast? Well, I've always been like, I, I, I always like true crime, but I always found that um, in my perusings of like YouTube and other like podcasts online, I, uh, I found myself gravitated to this niche within it that very few seem to be talking about, which was all internet based. You know, it started with, um, you know, certain YouTubers kind of dive into Reddit users that leave mysterious comment histories and have very uh, strange um, user habits on the site. And so they kind of pull it all together into a story. And I always thought that that was very fascinating because it's it's kind of like a different uh, a different frontier for people to go about their various, I don't know, criminal activities or otherwise mysterious act activities. And so, um, you know, then there's other classics like John Titer and, and people that show up on the internet that claim to be uh, from the future and things like that. So there's there's just been so many different, very strange and interesting topics on the internet that I've always wanted to dive in that I don't really hear often about. And then, uh, and then I made, I think we made a pilot about a year before the, the first episode came out about Cicada, and then we revisited that once we polished the show up, and the rest is history. That's yeah. nice. John yeah, Titer, that's like one of my favorite stories, <laughs> one of my favorite yeah. like things on the internet of all time is uh, like all the yeah. John Titer stuff. That's so, good. so cool. Well, teaser, we're going to gonna have that in uh, the coming... Uh, so the show's going to come back in maybe three to four weeks, I believe. I don't think we've announced that yet, but it's going to come back, and then we're going to be back for the long haul. And I think one of the first few episodes coming back will be about John Titer. So I'll cool. have to hit you up about that. Yeah, I used to. I was, you know, I was using message. I'm sorry. I was using uh, news groups back then when you would post all that stuff. Like Bernie and I were working at the call center and we would follow his postings on news groups when all of that was happening. We're like, oh, oh this geez. shit's crazy. Like we were like we were really invested in all that John Titer story. Yeah, I think he's the one that recommended it in the first place. So I'll have to get you guys like, so if you watched it live, yeah, I'll have to get you guys as like an interview or something. Dude. Splice that in. The only reason I don't think that he's from the future is because I feel like at that point in the future, our names will be something like John Yeet or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like John memes will have crossed over with, with real uh, humanity way more. It'll just um, be emojis instead of words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are these Hi, I'm micro smiley pictures? Face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fire emoji yeet. The third. hundred. I, I, I don't understand what he's saying. I ordered some food online the other day, and you know you can type in your name, and they print it out, and they put it on the food. And uh, I tried to put all emojis as my name, uh, but it, like I think it broke their printer because it just like had like a black bar where the name normally would be. I was like, oh okay. Censored. Oh, because someone it actually drew the like... emojis out. Yeah. Or, yeah they're like, or oh, just... this is tedious. <laughs> just wingdings. <laughs> How do you spell confused face? Is it the left or the right eyebrow? And what's the mouth doing? <laughs> I just, I just love how confused you made those poor Chipotle employees where they're like, I guess it's redacted. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this, is this it was, going it, to a it black was, site? Where is this? It was Chipotle. Sending... It's funny that you said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending this order to Red Web right now. <laughs> Secret service luncheon. <laughs> so what uh, for, for the for red web what, what what kind of tends to be your research uh process with something like the the web is truly i mean you mentioned it as a frontier but it, it kind of is you know it's it's really uh there's so much of it it's really hard to traverse all of it what, what's your starting process and how do you fan out from there once you find something that you want to cover yeah so it starts with like we get a lot of feedback whether it be in the reviews on itunes or uh, in the in the comments section on our website or via tweets or whatever it is, people reach out with a lot of feedback and suggestions for topics that they're aware of. They're kind of like our eyes and ears out in the uh, in the internet trying to find interesting topics. But I also have a plethora of things that I've just kind of experienced over time. But I do have to give huge, huge, huge props to Christian, who is the researcher and producer behind the show. Um, you know, we'll talk about topics that have been get, uh, suggested to us, but also that we know about. And we'll kind of make a huge list, and then we'll start to cherry pick out of those ones, the ones that we feel uh, have, you know, a lot of meat to them or a lot of interesting, you know, I guess intrigue to them. Uh, and then he'll go out and he'll he'll obviously Google out, uh, but he'll try to find as many different resources as possible because that's the thing mm -hmm. about internet research, but also researching things that tend to be second and third hand is that a lot of it is story based or he said she said, and so you want to make sure that you try to line things up as factually as possible. You want to try to see if you can find archived posts so you can get hands on with the actual 
medium or whatever it is that you're looking at, whether it be a video or pictures or whatever. So he does a lot of that research and he provides all of our sources and links below. <clears throat> he makes an outline and then I'll, uh, I'll come in and I'll take a look at all those resources, read through his outline and try to get familiar with that. And then another thing I like to do is, um, is just kind of read through the articles that he's supplied and then and try to get very familiar with it on a conversational level. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of our, our normal process. But a lot of it is, you know, it's a lot of going back to the internet way back machine, trying to mm. dig up as much as possible so we can try to be as firsthand as possible. But anytime we can't be, or anytime we know it's um, he said, she said, we try to acknowledge that. And, and cause that's the, that's probably the most difficult part about being on the internet is that, you know, you can never believe uh, what's going on. You know, facts on the internet are, very much taken with a grain of salt, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, we, we, we do our own page and I do the research, uh, ourselves for our show. And, uh, it's always, especially when you're covering cult leaders, you have to discern like, Hey, what is factual? And what is this guy says that he rides dinosaurs, right. like <laughs> right. yeah. part of his image that he's putting out there. Yeah. Is yeah. he really a karate master or did he just make up his own version of karate? Let me see the belts and trophies. Yeah. That is actually the story. I don't know if you guys, a uh, huge, huge uh, uh, crime story, Nexium with Keith mm -hmm. Rainier. Mm -hmm. There was this huge thing where one of the first lies that I was able to tell that he that he had told was that he uh, was a junior champion of, I think it was judo in his yeah. hometown. And uh, I, <laughs> I don't know how much research, I think I took an entire day of like, I called, like I found out who his old sensei was and like I called them on their phone and was like, hey, I gotta talk to you about Keith Rainier. And he's like, I don't know anything about the sex stuff. And I was like, no, 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 this is about judo. <laughs> And uh, and so like you know you, you 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 dive deep into that and it's it's this whole um, it's really a lot of it is trying to find as many sources as possible. Um, Paige also does a tremendous job of finding these wildly interesting groups that you don't think you'd ever hear about or or that you have never heard about, and uh, the way that she covers them makes you kind of wonder like what what how, the how fuck did is I this never not... hear about this? Yeah. yeah. So would you want to go into a little bit more about your press so I can so I can be better for me? For <laughs> um, I usually try to fall down a rabbit hole of <clears throat> like message boards are huge. I, I look at a lot of new age message boards because you'll just find tidbits of like, well, so-and-so says, and I'm like, who is that person? Yeah. Um, but I also really, really love looking at lists of like, lists of cults that own restaurants or Ooh. lists of, of cult leaders that put out albums or lists of cults that were in movies because sometimes a lot of those are going to be really common ones like everyone knows that charles manson put out an album but not everyone knows that unarius has an entire video backlog and albums and a center in san diego where they like airbrush cars like when you really start to dig into it that's when you start to find the really, really, really weird stuff. Uh, and surprisingly helpful, Yelp reviews. Oh. Yelp reviews really oh, are the most informative. It's crazy because you'll, especially when cults own something like a restaurant or a Shen Yun, we found so many Yelp reviews and wow. it was awesome. Um, it's really a good indicator of like what's happening on the ground. How do other people interact with them? what is the reality of their day-to-day -day life? Cause we can't always go and visit stuff. Like we've been to yellow Delhi and a couple other places, but sometimes it's three States away and we can't just show up there, but on Yelp, somebody did. And you do have to take yeah. it with a grain of salt. Cause some people are just going to leave mean reviews, right. but sometimes you find really, really interesting ones from people who are just like, yeah, it was kind of strange that they kept trying to kiss my hand. Like <laughs> whatever it is, it's, it's buried in Yelp and it's pretty fun to find. I went well, to this I've... weird, weird, uh, burrito restaurant and, and all the names are blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say something that Paige and Armando do a good job of too, is that they try to find firsthand sources as much as possible. 
Um, I've only covered, I've, I did two episodes. I'm a slow writer, so I covered incels, but Armando suggested when I did it that I go to the incel message board on Reddit and I found an incel and I met up with this person in person to interview them. And that was so enlightening. And I think that that's part of Armando and Paige's process as well, that when I listen to their stories, they do a really good job of finding these firsthand accounts or even sometimes having these firsthand accounts. Um, and that I think brings a lot of depth to our show. So I enjoy it a lot. I think that's also like <clears throat> kind of fulfilling, but also kind of I don't know. It's it's hard to describe because I love being hands-on as much as possible. There's a couple of mysteries that we've done that include emails or phone numbers or what have you that you can interact with either an entity or a group or a person or whatever. And uh, and so it's kind of exciting to try to get information. Like, for example, when we did the uh, Happy Valley Dream Survey episode that explored these posters that were all around Utah, it was really, really intriguing on the surface as it was. But uh, it wasn't until I started, you know, through a VOIP, you know, through Google or whatever, you can hide your number and uh, started calling the, these numbers and texting these numbers. And they actually replied back in a way that I've never seen before. And that was really, really fascinating. And <laughs> I kind of blue balls the audience because they want me to, I basically got this response that was call these other numbers. And that's where I kind of cut it because I kind of threw it away as like a scam. And I do want to kind of reinvestigate that, but it was uh, it was interesting because you 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 scratch the surface a little bit deeper and then you you might actually find new facts that no one's heard before. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about we, um? Sorry, oh, go for it. Go ahead, Beach. Oh, I was just gonna say we we found a phone number for a cult leader who was just putting it on bumper stickers around Los Angeles oh, and yeah. ended up ordering <laughs> stuff from their Etsy store. So can't recommend <laughs> it enough. So much fun. <laughs> uh, what about what about for Black Box Down? Where does the where does the process for researching start? Does it does it start with finding something like like Paige said that you kind of fall down a rabbit hole or do you have like a list? So we, I, I have a list that I maintain of incidents that I want to cover, but with us, <laughs> I, I should look at it right now. I think it's got like 80 or so incidents on it currently. Uh, I haven't looked at it in a while, but uh, with us, it's Gus's a little different. favorite crashes. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it pretty much is my favorites. And, um, it's just a notebook with hearts on it that the FBI <laughs> is watching. Uh, it's got a plane on fire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But with us, it's a little different because uh, like all of the incidents that we cover have been investigated by government agencies, right? It's like, um, you know, the, the NTSB, the FAA, there's all these government agencies that are, uh, that's their job is to research and figure out why these plane crashes happen. So, you know, we'll decide that we're going to do an episode. And then luckily we have uh, one of our producers, Dennis, does really the bulk of the work, like collecting all the information and trying to put it into one cohesive document. But I mean, you end up looking in all kinds of places, you know, obviously you're going to, you know, you look at the Wikipedia entry to see like where are all their sources and where did they pull from? Uh, like I, I pulled up one of my documents here actually while we were talking. And when we did our, we did an episode on British Airways 38 uh, last season and uh, the official investigation report on it is a 243 page report uh, that's written up uh, about it. So it's like, so it's like you go through all these sources and I didn't read all 243 pages, but it's like, you got to go through and see like, where is the relevant information in here? What is the stuff that our listeners are going to be interested in and try to dig it all out. And the hard part is like cutting it all down to edit it. Cause we don't want episodes to be really super long. So it's like, ideally it's like, we want to hit between 30 and 45 minutes as a sweet spot. So it's like, there's all yeah. this great info, but it's like, got to take all this stuff out and it's like, and just leave this part in. And it's like, you go through and edit it all down and it takes about you know, we spend about a, probably a week working on each script before we, uh, before we're ready to tape and, and go live. And then even then, so it's like, we're ready to go. I'll end up personally researching, going down rabbit holes because when we're taping, Chris never sees the scripts ahead of time. So when we're uh, taping a podcast, Chris will ask questions. So then in my mind, I'm trying to anticipate what Chris is going to ask. <laughs> and there was one episode, I forget which one it was, but there was one episode where I was convinced Chris was going to ask me about the history of Russian manufactured airliners. So I spent <laughs> eight hours in one day uh, researching the history of uh, Russian manufactured airliners. And Chris didn't ask a single question about them. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you, Chris? I was like, 
okay, <laughs> like I spent all that time researching for nothing, but it's like now I know. So in the back of my head, if it comes up in the future, I'll be able to answer questions about it. That's so. That's crazy. a big fucking hint, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Start asking. Have, have any of you ever run into an issue when you're doing your research where something is either like redacted or it's classified or for whatever reason the government is like, hey we just this information can't be out yet has that ever happened to you guys there's an interesting one mm. uh korean airlines flight uh <clears throat> 007 was uh, a flight from anchorage alaska that uh accidentally crossed into soviet airspace and oh, uh, wow yeah the soviet union uh scrambled fighter jets they couldn't find the plane the plane left flew back into international water and then mistakenly entered soviet airspace a second time <laughs> And, oh my God. Uh, How big is this place? Come on. <laughs> unbeknownst unbeknownst the to them, the U.S. government was flying a spy plane as well in the same area. Mm. Uh, so that's why the Soviet scramble fighters ended up shooting down the Korean Airlines flight. And uh, so luckily, we are far enough away from that incident to where there was no information redacted. But at the time, and if we had tried to do an episode about it within probably the first 15 years, uh, there probably would have been a lot of it redacted. A little bit of trivia. Because that flight was shot down by the Soviets, that's the reason uh, GPS is available commercially for everyone to use. Uh, the U.S. government allowed GPS to be used by civilians so that that type of incident would never happen again. Interesting. Wow. That's I, so uh, cool. That's, that's one thing I really like. Uh, that Gus does a really good job of tying in like, okay, well, here's, here's how this happened and what went wrong, but here's what was changed and the improvements that were made so that it doesn't happen again or so it's less likely to happen. So it's always yeah. very much, it always kind of ends on a generally it, like we, optimistic. Uh, but I will of, say this, this is a, an, an episode, this, this flight, Korean Airlines 007. This is one I would be willing to revisit with Red Web if they're interested, uh, just because there was a US congressman on that flight and it's speculated Soviet Union uh, intentionally shot down that flight to try to kill that congressman. Uh, there's again, there's no solid proof that that's the case but there's conspiracy theories out there that the Soviet Union was uh, was trying to off him and they uh, shot down an, uh, a Korean Airlines 747 to to get rid of him. I'm yeah. all about it. I'm all about <laughs> doing a black box down red web crossover, you know. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't have we don't have any cults yet involved with planes in any of this <laughs> okay. so, well, we do? We'll do it when we do the up. Jonestown one when they tried oh, to shoot yeah. down the Oh plane. yeah. 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 Uh, mm -hmm. I, I do want to point out to everyone that uh, he did pitch this big crossover right after being like, and I got all this information about Russian airplane manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> He's really pushing that very hard. Would um, you know, Gus? <laughs> uh, so this is, this is something that we kind of uh, touched down into a little bit uh, earlier, but is there ever anything when you're researching um, I'll start with Red Web because you guys were the you you're the closest to getting into it. Anything that you start to research where you get um, kind of like personally involved, like in the story, in the in the mythos or lore, I guess it, I should say, of whatever you're covering. Uh, definitely that dreams episode is the closest. Um, a lot of the a lot of the things like the cicada puzzle is still kind of ongoing, but it's very cryptic. It's very difficult to, to kind of be actively a part of that. Uh, unless you're very, very smart or, or informed in the cryptography arena. Um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't really gotten too much into the conversation as such. There's, there's, been, there's been a couple mysteries that we've touched into that have users that have posted videos or images or sounds that are all kind of mysteriously deleted from Reddit or wherever, whatever forum they posted on at the time. And so we've wanted to reach out to those individuals, uh, as assuming their accounts are still also available some of their accounts are also deleted so we've we've wanted to reach out to people to see you know if they deleted it why they deleted it or if it's part of some wave of deletion of hiding something um but that's that's kind of as as personally involved as we've gotten because like it's it's exciting it's thrilling when you get a text and you're like whoa i don't think i've seen anybody get this you know text before or email before but it's also very unsettling in a way that I, I guess, like maybe you guys would only understand and that I can't really fully convey to the audience. It's, it's very eerie. It's very spooky uh, yeah. to be like, also, wait, why me? And, oh, crap, wait, what information can they get of me out of this or whatever? It, it just it kind of sets you off a little bit. And so yeah. Hell I'm, no. uh, <laughs> yeah, Fredo, Hell. Fredo, 
to the fucking fully... no. Yeah, he won't even give us his real fucking no. name. They research my canary in the mine. Every week I go in blind as hell. He tells me everything. I make sure that at a distance I listen. I don't want nothing on my on my record or anything like that. I want no yeah. one calling me, no one emailing me. I'm gonna unsubscribe to it all. No, I don't nope. Mm-mm. For more information, uh, check out mine and Blaine Gibson's podcast. Who is Alfredo Diaz? <laughs> Who is this man? Who is this guy? What's his <laughs> name? What's if I say it enough, it'll happen. It'll it'll get made. Um, <laughs> the video form of it is just me running away all the time when you guys go. There you are. Man. What are Shit. you hiding? He just looks like Bigfoot in every shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. I also look like Bigfoot in every picture, but for different reasons. Um, I I think. This I I understand what you guys mean. I uh, for cult podcast we we tend to take a a weird like uh, Gonzo journalism approach where we get pretty pretty deeply embedded into whatever we're covering. Something that we've all talked about off air is when we were covering uh, the Ku Klux Klan. I actually joined the Ku Klux Klan oh. um, through their. They have an online uh, sign-up process. It's actually very easy. You can go visit their website. Um, yeah, I they do not have to check be promoting it. it. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we really, uh... Chris, we need numbers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't check very closely. So they, they didn't don't. seem to care that also, all the information was fake. I Yeah, I stole uh, a picture from two different dentists from Florida and I photoshopped one of their faces onto the other one's body so that you couldn't reverse engine search it. And then I found out they don't even know what the fuck that means. So um, <laughs> racists aren't very smart, generally. Um, Makes sense. They're, they're, but a, yeah, so. A part of the job, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I joined the clan. They found out that I wasn't who I said I was. They sent, they've sent death threats. Um, but we've, that's, that's something that we've kind of done numerous times where we, we, we'd really like to ingratiate ourselves into whatever we're covering. Um, we go to cult places. <laughs> the, the, the attorney who prosecuted and put away John Wayne Gacy uh blocked my number from his telephone uh because while i was interviewing him for uh a, an episode that we did on a group called the chicago rippers i asked him who would win in a fight uh uh pogo the clown or bozo the clown and he didn't like it at all and <laughs> it turns out <laughs> turns out that he really hates it so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of things that we've kind of gotten sort of deeply embedded in pages. I know that there's a few things that we've done or that you've done where it's just like, yeah, now we've, we have contact with this person. Yeah. Well, we, so I, I think one of the biggest ones is the lawyer that brought down Synanon. We oh, have God, been to yeah. his house and seen all his Synanon art that he collects out of spite. And uh, yeah, he was, he's we, our pro bono lawyer because yeah. we almost got sued by a different cult. Oh, yes. Geez. Um, one of my favorites was early, early on, we got a call from the guy who ended up going to the police about Nexium, and he spilled all the tea. So we knew it, but then halfway through the phone call, our, our former co-host Marie was like, cool. What did the police say? And he was like, oh, I haven't talked to them yet. And we were like, please stop talking to us then. Oh my God, <laughs> you need to go to the cops. Um, but that yeah. happens sometimes where we get especially when we get listener stories where they're like, this is what happened to me. I can tell you all this stuff. One of the difficult things about that is knowing all of that information, having firsthand accounts, and then finding a way to corroborate them so that it can stand up for an episode. So I think that's part of why we tend to get personally involved because then I can say this happened to me as opposed to I heard it from so-and-so. Yeah. yeah, it's it's we we actually do get a lot of people who are currently part of groups that because cult is not it's not like a one definition thing. It's it's kind of a broad spectrum of groups. And so we'll get people that that send us stuff to like our emails and they're like, "Yeah, I think my sister's in a cult and maybe they're planning on like a mass suicide." And we're like, "Don't message us. Please go to the police." Yeah. Um I I'm almost afraid to legally ask this question, Gus and Chris. Do you guys ever get personally involved with the cases that you guys? Uh... <laughs> well, we we did uh, 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 kind of a bonus episode where we oh. interviewed someone who was on a plane crash. Oh wow! Uh, thankfully, it was a 
plane crashed with like minor like injuries. There were no deaths on that one, no. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it it was funny. I like going into it, it was like thinking it's like okay, you know, I'm sure it was very traumatic and this horrible thing would be you know sensitive, but then talking with the guy it ended up he's like oh yeah i just thought it was a bumpy landing and like (laughs) because the way he talked about it it was almost like he was saying it's like it was one of the best things that ever happened to him he's like yeah i got free free trips out of it they (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i mean because he got like the airline comped him so much stuff and then like i think he met his like fiance on one of the trips that he was on so it's like he was like this changed my life Wow. Whoa. So it was definitely a, that was like a positive experience yeah. in that respect. But I'm sure there are like a lot of people, most people who are on plane crashes probably wouldn't refer to them as positive experiences. There, there is plane no. crashes. No. Can't recommend it yeah. enough. <laughs> Five it stars. my life for the yeah. better. I, I don't want to yeah. talk too much about this because it's something I'm still pitching internally. Like over the past uh, couple of weeks, I've had a great idea for something I want to do where I want Chris and I to go investigate uh, an old plane crash site Um, oh there's a twist to it there's like there's like something extra special about it I don't want to give away yet but uh, I'm trying to get this uh this project off the ground where we can go and visit a site uh of where something happened and uh and and do our own uh take on it our own investigation kind of Chris and Gus tackle (laughs) 9-11 oh no No. That Stop actually, to get pizza. It was great. <laughs> that actually brings me to a, a great other question that we have. What, 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 where do you draw the line in? How do you determine what is acceptable and unacceptable to make a joke about? Because obviously we're all trying to entertain. We're all trying to, to cover stuff. Um, Black Box Down and Colt Podcast especially cover things that people wouldn't normally, you know, it's, it, it is human suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Web, you probably got you get into some things that are like this is legit, terrifying, creepy, gang stalking type shit that we're dealing with. So where do you, um, where do you guys, uh, especially? Okay, let's start with the plane crashes. Where do you determine where the line is? It's tough. I think we, when we before we started doing our podcast, we did we thought a lot about what's acceptable and what's unacceptable. You know, we don't want to do anything. We don't cover any incidents that are too recent. You know, we have to keep things a little. Uh, uh, spaced away, but we don't, since we're talking, I mean, most of the time we're talking about death. We don't ever want to disrespect these people's memories or, you know, any of the suffering that they went through. So it's like, we can be lighthearted about certain things, but we're definitely not going to joke about the fact that, you know, potentially hundreds of people died in some of the things that we're talking about. You know, there's definitely yeah. gravity that, uh, that needs to be, uh, addressed. I think that needs to be taken into account, you know? So I think, uh, luckily I, like in, in our dynamic, I, I normally play like the, uh, the straight fact person and you know chris is kind of like the color commentator so i think chris does a really excellent job of uh of navigating and knowing when to insert levity and when not to so yeah good job chris i i think i try i try to like focus on the things that are like positive like oh my god that's so crazy that they did this that you know the positive things like when when a, a you know a pilot did something good or or just like more from the perspective of what the passenger must have been thinking or what the you know the way people react to things or mm-hmm. just me not understanding what's going on that's always easy <laughs> that's always fun I, it is probably pretty easy to laugh when somebody says the phrase yeah that plane crash was the best thing that ever <laughs> happened <laughs> i can't that's recommend it anymore. changed my life would fly you again seen, you should I have seen his yelp review <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we good thing I brought my harpoon. It was <laughs> we didn't walk down the aisle. We went down that little slide thing. It was magical. Um, <laughs> magical. Well, so I what about what? That, well, I think uh, honestly, uh, just building off of that, that's a great example of uh, of a subject matter that is, you know, it, it spurs off of something a little bit more tragic, but it focuses on something. It, it finds the positive pieces and, and elevates those in a light way. I, I commend Alfredo for doing the same thing. You know, I think an example that comes to mind is uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator, the mysterious creator of Bitcoin. You know, we I kind of explained how people are theorizing, well, maybe it's a combination of these different uh, tech companies, and that's how they came up with the name, despite it being a, you know, a relatively common name anyway. And then Fredo and I immediately spun out of that into 
trying to make up our own name and then we can't you know fredo came up with tevi fonda and then we explore yeah car the companies <laughs> Yeah. To be fair, he also came up with Alfredo Diaz. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's very good with names. I'll make up a bunch of names. It's okay. <laughs> got a whole list of them. It's like plane crashes to me. I don't care. Yeah, here are my favorites. <laughs> I got 80 on a list, just like who am I today in a roll of this? I got to yes. go. I got to go. Start my new identity. Uh, 57. Oh, my God. Uh there's some subject matters we, you know, Christian and I, when we're talking about the episodes, because we like to surprise Alfredo with the topics at hand. And so he can give that so very similar to Chris, that live reaction um, and kind of be the uh, the audience stand in and, and react and ask questions. And there's definitely some some subject matter that have theories that fall in line with mental illness. And I want to be very, very careful with something like that. Like if somebody is mentally ill and that's how the story unfolded. I don't want it to be that, you know, we're making light of it or that we're, you know, using that for our own podcast or for money or something like I, I want to be make sure that if we ever step into that arena, we treat it with care uh, and respect. But uh, we also tend to steer away from anything that might open up to those topics just just because of, uh, you know, of that kind of subject. Yeah, we, we definitely covering cults a lot. Um I think that the best way that I've ever heard it put is uh, uh, one in one episode, Paige and Andrea basically come to the conclusion that all cults are uh, essentially an abusive relationship on a on a large scale. You know, they're um, that's really what they are. And so a big portion of our show is trying to make sure that people know that, you know, the you can laugh at somebody. Who you, well, you should not laugh at somebody who joined a cult, but people do. And the problem with that is it makes it makes it seem like normal people can't do this, you know, but everyone has something that is in one way or another kind of uh, a culty thing that they fall into. And we really try not to make fun of the the people that are in it as much as we try to really just rip on these dumbass cult leaders that for that think that anyone will ever believe that they were like the judo champion of Jersey or something, you know? Um, the thing with cults especially is that a lot of times cults prey specifically on people that either have mental illness or are going through a really difficult period of time in their lives, suffering from personal tragedies. So they f prey on feelings of not belonging. And we don't wanna make fun of the missteps that bring people into cults because it is oftentimes not really their fault. You know, you want to believe, we all wanna believe in something. We all wanna feel loved. We all wanna feel cared for part of a community and so cults prey on those needs of people so we try really hard to make sure that we're making fun of the person who is doing the manipulating and not the person who got sucked into this scam yeah i um i actually think that's kind of a sweet way to end i think that we've we've hit our uh, our time limit um <clears throat> this has been a lot of fun uh I'm Armando. This is Andrea. We also have Paige. We're uh, the co-hosts of Cult Podcast that you can now find, uh, or starting on October 5th, you can find on Rooster Tees website as part of uh, the Coop. It's going to be really fun. Um, you can also find Red Web uh, and Black Box Down, as well as us, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, super fun shows super great and uh alfredo we're, we're gonna we're coming for you we're gonna find your name bud <laughs> <laughs> do you know we get so <laughs> and he's gone now we gotta figure out the conspiracy of where he went <laughs> <laughs> or who he became dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Now we just stare into the screen. Yeah, right? Now we'll just wait to the screen to go black. I, was like, I hope oh, everybody enjoys their RTX. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having us. Bye.